You're listening to Cape Watch Radio with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through the book of Joshua. Call me sinners, poor, needy, and weak. He stands to save you now, full of pity and love, mighty power. He's willing and able, He calls you now. Joshua knew that his time was coming to an end. And being a great leader and a great warrior, he was also a great shepherd and a great pastor. I mean, Joshua is someone who who I would love to emulate, who, who really has been a model to me. Joshua is a great leader of God's people. And he wanted now to encourage the nation Israel. He wanted to exhort them. And he also wanted to admonish them. When Joshua was an old man and he knew he was about to leave this world, he gathered together the leaders of Israel to leave them with some last instructions and sound advice. In today's message, Pastor Dave unpacks this great leader's farewell address so that we might benefit from its wisdom. Now here's Pastor Dave with part one of his message, Farewell, Take Heed, from the book of Joshua, chapter 23. Let's read part of verse one. It says, Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about. A long time had passed since the Lord had given rest from the war. It's estimated that it's been between 17 and 20 years since the Israelites crossed the Jordan. Estimated that it was 17 to 20 years had elapsed since they came across the Jordan that day. Imagine, 17 to 20 years. What does that mean? That means it's been 57 or 60 years since they left Egypt. 57 or 60 years since they left the bondage of slavery in Egypt. Moses has been gone now some 20 years. Joshua has been named his successor. And God had provided miraculously for them. You remember if you've read through Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, how God provided clothing for them. How he provided food for them in the wilderness. How their clothes never wore out. How they were able to come through the wilderness all this time. And then God provided miraculously for them to enter the new land by holding back the river Jordan in harvest time, at its flood stage, so that they could cross over. God then led led them in battle after battle after battle and drove their enemies out before them as they came into the land. God had told Joshua way back in Joshua 1, he had told Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given unto you. As I have given, as I told Moses, God said, this is what I've given to you. Go and possess, go take it. It's yours. The nation did. They went in under Joshua's leadership. They went in under Joshua's leadership and their enemies were subdued. Joshua was 80 years old when they crossed the Jordan, approximately. Joshua was approximately 80 years old when they crossed the Jordan, or older. We don't know, maybe 87. It's incredible. Let me read you something from Chuck Corson's commentary. 
We worry about our ages sometimes. We worry about the ages that we are, whether we can be used by God and how, you know, gee, I'm too old, I, I, whatever. It's incredible. He writes this. He says, John Wesley, the circuit-riding preacher who traveled 250,000 miles on horseback, going from town to town, preaching the gospel, wrote 400 books, preached 40,000 messages, traveled 250,000 miles and became a self-taught scholar in 10 different languages. When he got to be 81, he wrote in his journal that he was angry because he could only read for five hours after sitting before his eyes began to bother him. At the age of 86, he wrote that he was upset because he had to cut back on two sermons a day. At 88, he complained that he had a tendency to occasionally sleep until 5.30 a.m., He reminds me of our dear departed, Pastor Chuck Smith, who the week he died had been suffering from a stroke. He's had several strokes, had several TIAs. He had cancer. He'd been undergoing radiation. He'd been undergoing chemo. He was 86 years old. And on Sunday, he got up in the pulpit and he taught three services. And on Sunday night, he came back and taught another service. On Monday, he showed up for his uh, radio program, The Pastor's Perspective, and did a live broadcast that lasted for three hours. And on Tuesday, he went home for his day off, sat down in his favorite chair, and the Lord said, come on home, Chuck. Time to rest. You're never too old for ministry. You're never too old to serve the Lord. You're never too old to be of use to God. Joshua had served the Lord faithfully. Once he was given that position of authority, Joshua continually sought the Lord all along the way. And remember, the one time he didn't seek the Lord, they fell into tragedy. They fell into problems. So he learned his lesson real fast. But Joshua sought the Lord. He had led the nation over the Jordan. He had led the nation in every single battle. He was at the front line. He never forgot, though, where his strength lie. Joshua's strength was in the Lord. And he wanted to make sure that the children of Israel followed after his lead. And the children of Israel placed all their hope, all their trust, and all their faith into a mighty God. A mighty God who fought battles for them and who continues to fight battles for us today. A mighty, wonderful God. But all this had taken a toll on Joshua's body. The responsibilities of leadership, passing of time. He was a great warrior worn down. And we read in the second part of verse 1 that Joshua was old and advanced in age. Being a leader of God's people is not easy. Joshua had to make hard decisions. I wonder what Joshua's heart felt like when he had to single out Achan and his family, knowing what God would do to Achan and his family because of the sin that was in the camp. Knowing that Joshua would have to lead them into doing this time. Not always easy being a leader. You have to make tough choices. But if you're following the Lord, If the Lord is your guide and the Holy Spirit is moving you and showing you and giving you discernment, those decisions become easy. 
Because you know you're following what the Lord wants. Because as a leader, it's no longer what I want. It's no longer what Dave wants. It's what God wants. And as the victorious Christian, this should be our motto too. What do you want, Lord? How would you have me act? What would you have me say? What job do you have for me today? That's what we do. The Lord is mighty. He is worthy to for our praise and he will lead us and guide us. Leading is tough. Leading is tough. And Joshua's body now has taken its rack. So he calls all the elders. He calls all the heads of the families so that he can tell them and, and give him his wishes and talk to them. And he wants them to take it back to the nation of Israel. He couldn't call all of Israel. He couldn't call all the five, six, how many millions of people there and speak to them. He had to use his elders. Look at verse 2. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I'm old and advanced in age. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but it just seems to tickle me. Joshua looks at him and says, look at me, I'm old. <laughs> But Joshua knew his time was short. Joshua knew that his time was coming to an end. And being a great leader and a great warrior, he was also a great shepherd and a great pastor. I mean, Joshua is someone who, who I would love to emulate, who, who really has been a model to me. Joshua is a great leader of God's people. And he wanted now to encourage the nation Israel. He wanted to exhort them, and he also wanted to admonish them. And when you admonish someone, it means you want them to take heed. It want them to be careful. It means you want them to think about certain things. So Joshua had some things on his mind that he wanted to tell to the nation Israel. He wanted to make sure that they would follow the Lord completely and establish their hold of the land of blessing. Joshua knew. Joshua had foreknowledge. I think it was because he was filled with the Spirit. He had foreknowledge of the calamities and the problems that would befall Israel if they did not go according to God's plan. I see that with us. I see that with people in here. I see that with people I meet and people I talk to. It's almost like I see what's happening down the park, down the pike, and I want to admonish them to say, hey, be careful. Take heed what you're doing. We see this in our addiction ministries. Oh my goodness. We see these people with excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse and the, the reasoning as to why they can do this and why they can do that and why they can't do this and why they can't do that. And you see the downfall. You see the calamity that's just kind of hanging right there over top of them, ready to drop on, on them. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it grieves your heart terribly. Joshua wanted to warn them. So he gathers them for one last time, one last address. And as he meets with the elder, and I love this about Joshua, and this is one of the greatest things about Joshua that I can show to you. Let's look at verse 3. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done for all, to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. Now, as Joshua meets with all the elders, with all the people, being their leader, he didn't says, he didn't stand up and say, now remember when I led you in the battle this way? 
Remember when we did this the way I told you to do that? Remember all these things that I did? No. Remember what the Lord has done. I love that about Joshua. Remember what the Lord has done. Remember the faithfulness of God. And he reminds them of all these wonderful things that God had accomplished. I love this about Joshua. This was, makes him a great leader. He never takes the credit for anything. He doesn't brag about his great warrior skills and how he led the army to victory. No, he speaks of God's faithfulness and God's ability. It's the Lord, your God, he who fought for you. I love that. There's a man who has done great things in the eyes of us and in the eyes of the Lord. He has done great things and he has been counted faithful to what he's done for the Lord, but he doesn't take an ounce of credit. I just love that. I just love that. It makes him so special to me. So special. He's always looking to glorify the Lord. Take your eyes off of Joshua and put it on the Lord. And please, my friends, my brothers and sisters, my Christians, my loved ones, take your eyes off me and put them on the Lord. Put them on Christ where they belong. Put them on Jesus. Don't ever raise me up higher than I can stand. Don't ever look at me and and put me on some. Don't ever do that. I am a sinner saved by God's grace, just like all of us. There's nothing different between you and I, except the fact that God has called me and placed me in this position. Other than that, I'm just like you. So please, 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 always put the Lord on your mind. Always show what the Lord has done. The victorious Christian will always give glory to the Lord. The victorious Christian will always say, wow, look what God did. Those of you that had maladies, those of you that have been sick, those of you that have operations, I know in your heart you're praising God for what he has done in your body, for what he has done, for where he's brought you to. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. Don't praise the fact that we prayed for you. Praise the fact that God answered the prayers. That's the important thing. We had an incident here on Sunday, and a lot of you have come to me, and I appreciate your thoughts. You came to me and said, you know, what's wrong? What happened? I wasn't grieved for myself on Sunday morning. I wasn't grieved for myself. I was grieved for my Lord. I was grieved at what I saw in the hearts of people taking communion with my Lord, and my heart was ripped apart. It wasn't a grievance that I had. It was a grievance that the Lord was showing me. And he was grieved. And he was in pain. And I felt that pain from him. And that's why I I explained it to you. It wasn't I was upset. The Lord was upset. The Lord was upset. Joshua says, look what the Lord's done for you. Look at all the great things the Lord did for you. Look at all the wonderful things the Lord has done and continues to do for you. And look at the things that he still wants to do. Still wants to do. As I stated, Joshua knew what lie ahead. Joshua knew there would be snares and traps. And he wanted to warn the people, look out, take heed. He knew there would be challenges. And so he addresses them. Let's look at four and five. See, I have divided to you by lot 
these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord God has promised you. So Joshua is looking at them. He said, hey, I want you to be aware of your responsibilities now. The land's been divided. You have now your inheritance. And it's up to you to go in there now, face the enemy head to head, and know that God is wanting to expel them out. God wants to drive them out so that the land would be perfectly yours. You must trust in the Lord. You must trust now in the Lord with all your might. You must trust now in the Lord with everything you have. Everything that you are being, you must trust in him because God wants to expel them. He says, I want to get them out of your life. But you have to trust in me because I'm going to fight for you just like I fought for you before. Once again, Joshua refers to the Lord's promise. Look at 5b. As the Lord God promised you. Remember Joshua. We read it. Every place you put your foot I have given to you. Every place you put your foot, I've given to you. Yes, Christian, there are enemies in our territory. There are enemies in our territory right now. There are enemies in our heart. There are enemies in around us. They're here right now. But you're able to possess them because the Lord wants to expel them from your life. No, 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 no. The Lord has already expelled them from your life. He's already taken care of them. You just need to go in and possess what is yours. This doesn't mean that the tribes are going to sit around lying in hammocks eating bonbons. God's fighting for us. Isn't this great? This is fantastic. Let's just hang around. Let's just, you know, wait, let God do the work. No, no, no. I've said this before. I like to call my Christian faith an oxymoron. It's an act of rest. My faith is an act of rest. I'm resting and trusting what God's going to do, but somehow God uses me to do what he wants to do. But I can't take credit for it because I'm resting and trusting in God and what he's doing. It's an act of rest. And I always take you to Paul. Paul says, I did more than them all. Talking about the apostles. I did more than them all, but not I, but the grace of God that dwells within me. God does a mighty work in us as we would just let him and trust him. And yeah, he'll use you. He will use you mightily. He will use you to save your child. He will use you to bring salvation to a friend, to a neighbor. He will use you to help the poor. He will use you to do all the things that you want to do. He might even use you to lay hands on somebody and have them be healed. God wants to use you mightily. And we haven't even opened up the top. We haven't even seen the, the scratch the surface of what he wants to do. Oh, we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty, mighty God. And he wants to do far above, exceedingly beyond anything you could ever think or ask. That's a lot. That's a lot. Besides, bonbons aren't good for you anyhow. You have to be actively involved. You're actively involved as the Lord works mightily through our lives. And then we give him glory. Look what the Lord did. And then you're so humbled and you're so amazed. Lord, you used me and you fall on your face. You, you fall on your face before a mighty and holy God. And you ask him, just like David, who 
Who am I? Who am I that you would do this for me? Who am I that you would do this through me? Who am I? We are overcomers. Christ has overcome the world and we're overcomers in him. We, you know, you Ephesian students, that he's given us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's given us everything. We're more than victorious in Christ. We are more than conquerors in Christ. Our hope is in Christ. Our future is in Christ. Just like the Lord was telling the Israelites that he's given them the land to possess and expel the enemy. Christ on the cross said, it is finished. It's done. Complete. Teletestai. Done. It's over. Accept it. Believe it. It's interesting that in verse 6, Joshua repeats the charge that was actually given to him. Therefore, be very courageous. Be very courageous to do what? To keep to all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. Basically, Joshua was saying, Israel, you will succeed. You will succeed if you are obedient to the word of God. You will succeed. Christians, you will be successful in your Christian walk if you are obedient to the word of God. When we're obedient to the word of God, we are successful in our Christian walk. Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom. When they used to plow those days, they used to have, they used to, have to look for a landmark. If they had one on the land, they looked around. And if they saw a tree, they would keep that eye on the tree and they would plow. If they didn't and they turned around, it would look like this because they couldn't tell where they were going. Well, we have someone who is standing before us. His name is Jesus Christ. And the scripture says, fix your eyes on him. Fix your eyes on Christ, who's the author and finisher of our faith. In our Christian life, we keep our eyes on him. He's in front of us. We're following. We never want to get ahead of him so that we can't take our eyes off him. In God's word, Jesus is made known to us. We know him through his word. We see him and we follow him. You want to be successful in the Christian life? Be obedient to what God says in his word. How do I do that? By knowing his word. By reading it, gleaning it, coming to studies, knowing what the Lord would have for you. And then he moves on in verse 7. He says, and lest you go among the nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of their name or their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them nor bow down to them. Joshua is saying, be separate. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. Don't go among them. Keep your eyes on the God through his word and don't go astray. Don't even mention the names of their gods, nor swear by them. Do not serve them. Don't bow down. Here, Joshua is just repeating the first commandment. No other gods before you. No graven images. Nothing. There, nothing comes between you and God. Nothing comes between you and God. What can keep me from these things? Look at verse 8. He says, But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. That's all the time we have for today on Cape Watch Radio. We hope today's message has been a blessing to you and that you've learned more about God's faithfulness throughout history and in your own life as well. Be sure to join us next time as Pastor Dave continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Joshua. 
We here at Cape Watch Radio would like to invite you to listen to more messages from Pastor Dave by visiting our website at capewatchradio.com. All Pastor Dave's messages are available to download for free. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to have updated messages sent right to your computer or phone. That website again is capewatchradio.com. If you'd like a CD copy of today's message, just send us an email with today's date to info at capewatchradio.com or give us a call at 609-884-5821. That number again is 609-884-5821. We'd also love to know more about you and find out how we can pray for you as you continue on your journey of faith. Sometimes we all need a little extra prayer. We're so glad you joined us today on Cape Watch Radio. We'd like to encourage you to keep studying the Word of God and making Him a priority in your day. We pray that as you continue to learn more about the God-infused journey of the nation of Israel in the book of Joshua, that God will show you the blessings and promises He has for your life. And be sure to join us again right here on Cape Watch Radio.